The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And we've got a tremendous three hours coming up for you as got a little bit of everything that's going down in the sports world right now. We're going to be talking a little bit of tennis a little bit later on. We've got some WNBA playoff action that's going on. As a matter of fact, as I wind up coming on this show, we've got a jam-packed baseball slate that wound up happening on Wednesday. We've got a few fewer games on Thursday, but you know what? We still got a relatively good slate there. College football week number one winds up getting kicked off Thursday morning. So for those of you out there on the East Coast, it's out midnight, so... It's now week one of college football season and we got the NFL coming up. So we've got a lot of guests that are going to be able to help us out all along the way. Tom Caselli, coupled with Mark Drumheller. These two gentlemen are going to be joining me the next two segments after this one. We're going to be talking about some of the big games in college football. Also going to be talking a little bit of UFC as well. So we've got you guys covered there. Caselli does a great job over there at the Action Network. Mark Drumheller he does a great job over at Yahoo Sports and he does a little bit more UFC, so we're going to be talking about that with him in our number one and our number two. We're going to have a little bit of a baseball roundtable as Justin Perry does a great job with shot quality bets. And then we've got Charlie DeCirco does a great job over there at the Action Network. They're going to be joining me. We're going to be taking a look at sort of the lay of the land right now in Major League Baseball. We've seen a lot going on the last few weeks, and we're seeing some of these playoff teams not necessarily going into the month of September in great form. So 
Got a lot to take a look at there, and then we're going to be turning it forward to Thursday's games, and then at hour number three, going to be talking a little EPL, US Open, just potpourri of sports that, in my opinion, wind up getting a little bit underserved with Brad Thomas, does a great job over there at NBC Sports, and then Scott Reichel, he does a great job when it comes to being able, when it comes to the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, being able to take a look at some tennis, so we've got a little bit of everything, and when it comes to having so many sports available, Something that you do wind up noticing is that a lot of people wind up going to trends. And I always think that you should be aware of trends because as the saying winds up going, those that don't remember history are doomed to wind up repeating it. But at the same time, if you wind up blind betting trends, sometimes it is not necessarily the world's greatest ordeal. You're banking on something that has become a little bit irrelevant. Some of these trends, they are very, very good. Like we're seeing it right now with the Miami Marlins using a baseball reference. This team has scored four runs or fewer in 28 out of their last 30 games. That's something that is very useful. You have to take a look at that and deduce. All right. Unders are right now hitting in terms of these Miami Marlins games, even though they're pushing these totals downward even more because they're right now on one of the worst struggles that I have ever seen in the history of Major League Baseball. This offense is just deplorable, deplorable as we enter into September 1st with literally not a single player that is currently healthy and on the roster and not on the injured list with more than seven home runs. You would swear that it's the COVID pandemic 2020 year. And for the COVID pandemic 2020 year, not having a single healthy player with more than seven home runs would have been pretty darn pathetic as well. So there's that aspect of it. And then you wind up getting into the trends and we all wind up seeing them on social media. We wind up laughing at them where it's like EMAX is 10 and five on Tuesdays when insert quarterback here wears his lucky green socks and something like that and you're just like okay what in the world is going on here how does this wind up lining up with anything because I mean even when it comes to like timing of games you can make a little bit of an argument because body clock games as we know when it comes to the NFL teams going from west to east and sometimes you get the rare east to west those can wind up being relatively meaningful we are all humans. We all wind up dealing with travel. That is something that you're able to take a look at and you, you figure, you know what? There's something here. When you do wind up getting some of these completely random ones, like on a day in which Vlad Guerrero Jr. winds up hitting a home run, West Virginia is like three and two. It's like, well, how am I supposed to know that Vlad Guerrero Jr. is going to hit a home run? And how am I supposed to know how this whole thing is going to be going? So I do think that taking a look at trends, it is something that you want to be doing by a case-by-case basis. And now I think it is so important because we, there's a lot of prep to be done in terms of college football. And we've got all the guides here at VEASAN. College football guide is out. NFL guide is out. By becoming a VEASAN pro, pro subscriber, we've got you guys all covered there. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. All the people that worked on this, absolutely tremendous. You've got so many betting systems from guys like Steve Mackinnon. I know that Matt Humans wound up doing great work on both of these. You're able to go down our roster. There are so many guys that wound up doing absolutely amazing work. And then I'm hard at work right now on the college basketball guide. So that is going to be a whopper because we've got 363 D1 teams, five teams that want to go coming up from D2. They are now D1. So that's certainly something to take a look at. But something else to take a look at is just night by night, trying to be able to find a little bit of value on the board. And I think that this is always something that's so important because we all love being able to bet football. The fact that college football week one is here, that is tremendous. Absolutely love the fact that we are one Sunday away from finally having the NFL back in our lives. And as a matter of fact, eight nights from now, I'm going to be recapping what we wound up seeing on Thursday Night Football and trying to turn that forward to the rest of the slate. But when it comes to being able to win bets, it doesn't matter if it's an 
the NFL. It doesn't matter if it's in college football. It doesn't matter if it's in baseball. It doesn't matter if it's in tennis. Money is money, and it all winds up filling up your bankroll the exact same way. So I do think that it is important that if you've put in the time to wind up handicapping baseball on a day-in-day-out basis, and I'm someone that I've got two primary sports. I'm a MLB handicapper with all my spreadsheets and taking a look at things with a day-to-day podcast along college basketball where I do the same for that, mainly because it winds up working out where when one one season ends, the other winds up beginning and vice versa, and when football's in season, it's not like with the NFL, which is primarily what I wind up doing. I do a little bit more NFL rather than college personally. It's not a case in which where you wind up having 16 NFL games that it's just a unbearable burden or anything like that where trying to wind up balancing something like, for instance, balancing college basketball and the NHL where you've got a full NHL slate on most days and then you've got 150 college basketball games on Saturday and then your off day in college basketball is an on day in the NHL and you wind up mixing sports. That's just something that isn't necessarily a right a right blend. And I do think that that's something that is very important for right now because I listed off everything that's going down and heck, I mean, we've got formula one races that are going down. I mean, you're able to just go down the list of sports. And I do think that it's important to not wind up spreading yourself too thin. Now, if you see a little bit of value in a sport that maybe it's not a case of which you wind up following it extremely, like we've got the WNBA playoffs that as a matter of fact, it just went final in which the Las Vegas Aces wound up getting the job done by a count of 78 to 73. The gentlemen that want to preluding me in West Rollins and Femi Obabefe, hopefully their bets wound up coming in because I know that they were live betting on this one, but I do think that it is important to not wind up feeling like you need to be a master of everything. And I do think that specialization, it does have a very good place. Like I was talking to Pam Maldonado on this set about a week or so ago, and something that she winds up doing with regards to college football is she does wind up having a couple specific conferences in which she takes a look at a little bit more. When it comes to the NFL with 32 teams, I do think that it's a little bit easier than, say, college football where you've got 131 teams, college basketball especially. If you have never tried to handicap 363 teams, I do not encourage you to wind up trying to do so on the fly because that is probably going to be a case in which you wind up being okay with some teams and then you wind up having a downfall with others. Rather, try to be a master of, like, the Big Ten, the Big 12, or better yet. Just avoid those power conferences and look at the Sun Belt, the SWAC, the Southland. I mean, a lot of these smaller conferences because there is so much money to be made on these smaller conferences. So you're going to be able to get down a little bit less money in a game between the Lamar Cardinals and Incarnate Word as opposed to the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings, for instance. That just comes with the territory. But I do think that that is something very important as we wind up getting set for what is going to be the busiest time in sports. We're getting a nice taste of it right now. And I do think that it's absolutely magnificent to take a look at. But in the meantime, before we wind up getting all this football in our lives, what we are having right now is some great action out there on the diamond as well. Something that we've been paying attention to all season. And we did wind up seeing a great day of baseball on Wednesday in which you wind up having a couple calamities as I'm doing this right now. You've got the Phillies and the Arizona and the Diamondbacks playing one of the most ridiculous series that I've ever seen. But I mentioned it a little bit before. We are seeing some of these teams that they look like they're going to be able to make the postseason starting to falter a little bit. And I do think that it is important because I was alluding to this a little bit earlier on in the segment. You don't want to just be blindly betting trends. You don't want to be just blindly taking a look at some of these teams and just not doing the research. And when it comes to a lot of these big giant favorites, we have been seeing them 
winding up falling quite a bit as we wound up seeing the Chicago Cubs as right around a $2 underdog essentially pull a bullpen game. They wind up taking down a Toronto Blue Jays team that if you're able to make heads or tails out of what the Toronto Blue Jays are going to do night to night, you let me know because there have been no trends whatsoever with this team. Every single time it looks like the Toronto Blue Jays have figured it out. It's two steps forward and two steps back. And every time we wind up writing this team off, they wind up being able to rip off a six-game win streak and all of a sudden Vlagger Jr. looks like the second coming. So it is one of those ordeals in which they have been very, very random. But we're seeing it with the New York Yankees. As I'm doing this right now, Currently, a team that is up by a count of, that is down by a count of three to two going into the ninth inning of their game against the LA Angels. And I do think that it is important as well when it comes to being able to gauge a lot of these teams, regardless of the sport baseball, football, basketball, you're able to go down the line, try to be able to find an equilibrium. Take a look at the Yankees' first 100 games of the season. It was very, very clear that they were overachieving a little bit. They were getting a little bit of luck towards the back half of some of their games. And now we are starting to see that regress. I would say this is a case in which you probably don't want to be thinking of the Yankees as that team that we wound up seeing the first 100 games of the season, though. I will also say the current stretch that they're in, probably not the truest form of them. So trying to be able to just keep things all, just trying to be able to keep things, shall we say, level-headed and trying to not make the absolute best or the absolute worst deal. I think that that is very important. And it'll be very important, especially after week one, of the NFL season because we're going to see a bunch of overreactions there and we're going to see a bunch of overreactions when it comes to college football week one as well and we got to get into some of these big games because we're less than 24 hours away from week one of the college football season kicking off we're going to be joined by Tom Casale does a great job over at the Action Network and Mark Drummeller of Yahoo Sports to be able to break down these game stats right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN the Sports Bank Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is football season, and betters know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VEASAN, and now is the time to become a VEASAN subscriber and get our comprehensive college and pro football guides. Only VEASAN gives you all the tools to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles on every single team with advanced stats and power rankings, plus best bets on season wins, division finishes, player awards, and so much more. Sign up early and for a discounted $175. You'll be able to get both guys and full access to VEASAN all the way through the Super Bowl. Or for just $40 a month, see everything VEASAN has to offer to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become a part of the Sports Betting Network. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience, and we've got a great roundtable here. As Tom Casale, he does great work over there at the Action Network. And Mark Drumheller, he does a great job over there at Yahoo Sports. They are both joining me and gentlemen. Great to have you aboard tonight, and Mark, I'm going to pose this one to you first because we wound up getting a nice little appetizer in terms of week zero of college football. It's sort of like when you wind up going into a restaurant and they present you with the bread, and you always want the appetizer to be as nice as possible, but now we're getting the main entree, and when you took a look at the board and you took a look at the opening numbers, what was the one game that stood out to you and you felt like, man, this line feels like it's a little bit off? Yeah, it was really a team that we saw, you know, last weekend, and that's Illinois. And when I looked at the, uh, you know, Illinois-Indiana line, you know, I I thought it was, you know, getting points with Illinois there. I thought they were a team that looked really good against Wyoming. We knew going in, I was in on the under that game, just squeezed under 45. So um, I was able to cash in that one. But we knew in that game, you know, what we wanted to see out of Illinois with you know, the new offensive coordinator, would they play a little bit more up-tempo? And I think we saw that. They threw the ball 40 times. I think you're going to see them um, be a little bit more explosive on offense against an Indiana team that, 
you know, when you look at them, eight games last year, less than 15, 15 or less points that they scored in those games. Uh, they're 0-9 against the Big Ten. They bring over Baselick to play quarterback. Just not really impressed with their, you know, offseason and recruiting and what they're able to do. So um, I think, you know, it's a spot that looks a little too good to be true, but I like Indiana, uh, Illinois in the points here against Indiana. Yep, and then I will pose the same question to you, Tom. When you want to take a look at everything that we've got here in week one, it can be one of these games before Saturday. It could be a Saturday game. Just anything that wanted up really standing out to you when you took a look down the board and you just felt like, man, this line feels like it's a little bit extreme. Well, yeah, I'm with Mark on Illinois. The It's funny because last week he had the under 45. I had the over 43. I mean, Mark and I are so good. We gave you two winners <laughs> in the, on the same bet. So uh, I, I agree. I, listen, Indiana's not Wyoming, but they're my lowest rated team in the Big Ten heading into the season. So I like the way Illinois is running the football here. I, I think the wrong team might be favored. I agree with him on Illinois. I, I, I'll throw this one out there. I, I just think Oregon might be getting Georgia at the right time in week one. With the, They have a good offensive line. They have a good defensive line. I think they can muck that game up a little bit, keep it lower scoring. I like the Ducks to stay within the 18 points. Listen, if that game's a month from now, Georgia probably blows them out, but I'm hoping they can keep that game low scoring and ugly. And I'll post that one to you, Mark, because that's one that really stood out to me. Oregon being able to catch 17 and a half points, recognize that the game is in the state of Georgia, obviously not Georgia's true home, but out there at Mercedes-Benz, so relatively close there. But I do take a look at this spot, and I just feel like it's a couple too many because with Georgia, we all know about that great defense. They wind up losing a bunch of guys to the NFL draft, but with that said, it's still one of the top defenses in all of college football. But I just take a look at it, and I just question whether or not Georgia has enough firepower on offense to be able to cover this big of a number. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think they do, but as, as Tom pointed out, and this is the case when we're going to see a lot of big spreads this weekend, a lot of big favorites, and trying to, you know, predict which ones have motivation to win, right? Like, you know, you have Michigan in a quarterback battle. They have motivation, obviously, to put up a lot of points. Clemson wants to get off the season uh, to a big start. I'm not so sure Georgia does, right? I think Georgia wants to handle business in this game and get out of there. You know, you have the, the dynamic between Lanning and Kirby Smart. Is Kirby Smart? really going to run it up against Dan Lanning in his debut with the Oregon Ducks. And, you know, when you look at the trenches, you know, where Georgia is able to beat people up, like I think Oregon, very strong for a Pac-12 team. You know, they have SEC talent up front, and I think that they can hang with them in the trenches, make it an ugly game like uh, Tom stated. And I agree. I, I like the points here with Oregon in this matchup. Just can't lay it with Georgia. Are they strong enough to be this big of a favorite? Sure. I don't think they have the motivation to cover this number. And it's just so interesting to take a look at this game as well, because as you alluded to, you've sort of got the mentor going up against the pupil in this spot, which I always mm -hmm. think that those games are very fascinating. But also along with that, we are going to be seeing a lot of first-time coaches, a lot of first-time coordinators. They're going to be going out there for their first game. You wind up having a few guys in week zero wind up getting their debut. But Tom, how do you wind up gauging a lot of these guys in which they are going to be coaching in their first game, whether it be as a coordinator or as a head coach? Because I always think that these are some of the trickiest spots to gauge just because it's hard to really go off of someone in which they really don't have much of a sample size. Well, I agree. That's why I kind of start the season off slowly. I like to get a week or two of a new data under my belt uh, before I really hit hard. And that's one of the things is, 
you know, different coaches are going to bring different things to the table. Uh, we'll have to see with Oregon. You know, they're kind of an unknown, right? And, and like I said, I kind of like them in the trenches. But you don't really know until the game's being played. I mean, even, you know, Notre Dame, the their, their head coach, Freeman, he, he's one game in the bowl game. Uh, that's a little bit different than going through a whole offseason. That's the other thing, too. The practices, the offseason, new coach, different type of systems and processes in place. So it's always interesting for me to watch the first week or two. And then I think you can start to look at teams and find some that are either undervalued or overvalued. Yep. And I'll pose this one to you, Mark, as well, because I do think that taking a look at week one, week two, it is always the most interesting thing in college football, because I think it is the sport at which you do want to have one or two games underneath your belt. I don't think that you need to wait until like November and late October to wind up firing in on these games. But I do think that when it comes to these non-conference games, when you do wind up having a lot of new pieces, like you're going to find with a coaching change, like you're going to find with a team in which they just got ravaged by the NFL draft. These are some of the trickiest teams to handicap. And it really can be one of those situations where if your handicap is correct, it's going to be great, but it can wind up going sideways on you too. And then you have the complete opposite. Yeah, especially in week one. And, and, you know, with the new coordinators and stuff, you always kind of want to dig deep and see, you know, is there familiarity between, you know, the, the new coordinator or the new coach and those players that they bring in? And especially with the transfer portal now, you know, you have to really do your research because there's so much player movement. But I agree, like week one, a lot more unders than overs, right? You know, I do expect a lot of these offenses that, you know, could continue to develop during the season. We may not see them put their best foot forward in week one. So, I mean, I'm in general an under better, uh, but, you know, I do I do lean a little bit more heavily on the unders in that first week because it's going to take these teams, you know, a little bit of time to get up to speed, especially with all the new faces. I think that that's such a good point that you bring up about unders with teams that, they do wind up having quite a bit of turnover, just trying to be able to get out there, be able to gain a little bit of chemistry. That's something I take a look at a little bit in college basketball myself. So I'm in agreement with you there. And Tom, I do. we are talking right now about just so much of the turnover that we wind up having a lot of coaches. Are there a few teams out there that they're the exact opposite? You absolutely love the fact that they're running it back. They've got back a bunch of pieces that you feel relatively trustworthy with, and you're able to get a relatively good gauge on them week number one. Yeah, I think, well, Ohio State is one of them, obviously. The, they have everything in place, uh, the coaching staff, the the players, a lot of them returning, especially in the trenches. They got their skill position players. They got their quarterback. So I don't think, you know, you look at that number, and it's like they're begging you to take Notre Dame, right? A seven, The Irish, a 17-point underdog. But... I think Ohio State is going to come in focused. I think they're going to come in ready. They've, they've all played together. I think that's going to be a tough ask for a Notre Dame team who's had some injuries, has a coach just starting the season. I don't like to lay 17 points, but I have a feeling that uh, it's going to be a long, long night for the Irish. And it brings up a interesting game, in my opinion, and I'll pose this one to you, Mark, as well, because when it comes to a lot of these teams out there in the Big Ten, as we know, not necessarily the most offense-oriented conference in all of college football, like goes without saying, but the one offense I am able to bank on is Ohio State with C.J. C.J. Stroud and company, and I do take a look at this game, and I do think that it's very intriguing, and I do think that there's a good chance that Ohio State could wind up coming out and be able to put up a big number. Yeah, I, I do. I like them laying the points here against Notre Dame, and it, it's not really as much about Ohio State as it is just the, the matchup in the opponent, right? So you have Notre Dame, you have Freeman um, in his first game, and 
the Notre Dame offense, like, I like Buckner. I think he's going to do some good stuff. He's got some mobility. But, again, first game against Ohio State, all the scoreboard pressure, they could put up, you know, 31 points in the first half. So just so much pressure on that Notre Dame offense. They got the tight end in Mayer. They really don't have much outside of that as far as receiving weapons. So I think that's going to put a lot of stress on, you know, an inexperienced quarterback there. So I like the Buckeyes to roll. Yep, I do think that that is going to be one of the most interesting games of week one of the college football season. And we'll dive into more of these games, especially a few games that we've got coming up for Thursday as we continue our college football panel next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. You're experiencing Oops, Peterson himself on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that has helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering a smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands that there isn't one right time to make change. Everyone's on a little bit of a different journey. Everyone's timeline is a tad bit different, but whenever you're feeling like you want to take that first step towards change, Zen is going to be there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. That is Z-Y-N.com. Morning, this is Roddy that contains nicotine and nicotine. It is an additive chemical. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN. Being joined by Tom Caselli. Does a great job over there at the Action Network. Mark Drummeller does a great job over at Yahoo Sports. And we've got to dive into a few games that we're going to be getting on Thursday. And we wound up talking about this a little bit off air. For one, very strange to be getting a conference game on this Thursday, September 1st. But... With that said, I know that both of you guys are taking a look at what we're going to be getting out there in that big-time bout between Purdue and Penn State. And both of you guys, it feels like you're sort of on the same wavelength, but you've got different bets. Tom, I'm going to pose this one to you right now. We've got Penn State finding themselves three-and-a-half-point favorites, total anywhere between 53 to 53-and-a-half. Where'd you wind up going on this one? I took Purdue plus the three and a half, and I know Mark's going to talk about the under. I do think we're on the same wavelength here. You know, I bet the Boilermakers to win the Big Ten West this year. Uh, I really like them coming into the season. Aiden McConnell at quarterback, I'm really high on him. But I I know Purdue lost two key members of their defense, but their defense was much improved from a nine-win team. I, I like him on that side of the ball, and I still have questions about Penn State's offensive line, their running game. Can Sean Clifford carry the team. I think this is going to be more on the lower scoring end. I like getting over a, a field goal at home with the Boilermakers. I think the edge at quarterback with McConnell gets it done uh, and they win this game outright. And I'll pose this one to you, Mark, as well, because I know that you're taking a little bit of a different look at things and taking a look at the total in this. Yeah, I'm on the under in this matchup. Um, I agree with a lot of what Tom said. I expect it to be a lower scoring game. I think when you look at Purdue, you know, they O'Connell's great at quarterback. They they have you know an offense that could put up points on the board. But when they play the more physical teams, I think they struggle there. And I think the defensive line with Manny Diaz in his debut is really going to get after O'Connell and kind of slow down their offense a little bit. Last year 
three of their four losses, they only scored 13 points total in all three of those games when you look at Notre Dame, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. So when they play those more physical teams, they kind of struggle. And I think on the defensive side, Penn State definitely fits that bill. Offensively, they can't run the ball. You look at both of these two teams. Purdue might be the only team in college football that runs it worse than Penn State. So neither of them can run the ball. I think they're both going to have trouble protecting the quarterback. So I think it's going to be a low-scoring game here. Um, That's why I played the under. And we've got a relatively similar total for this one, just a hair lower as it's going to be the backyard brawl as we wind up going West Virginia versus Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh opened up in a lot of places right around a six and a half point favorite. Now we're finding them at a seven and a half point favorite. It has been very well documented, these struggles of West Virginia on the road. But Tom, where do you wind up sitting on this one? Because I do think that the line shift from six and a half to seven and a half, it is pretty significant in this spot. Yeah, I'm a little bit surprised by it. You know, I, I thought maybe, look, I was looking at West Virginia early on, may, maybe getting a touchdown in the spot. I ended up passing. I do think Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is a good team, but I think they might be a little bit overvalued in week one. I could see this being another close game. In this one, I actually lean towards more points. Uh, I, I think there's going to be a higher scoring game than the Purdue-Penn State game. So I would lean West Virginia and over here. Yep, and when it comes to the total, you just mentioned it, total wound up opening up at 55 and a half. Right now we're finding it most places right around about a 51 and a half. And I do think that this line move has gotten a little bit too significant here, Mark. I'm not sure what you're thinking on this one, but I do think that the line movement on this game, it really does influence the way you've got to handicap it. Yeah, I'm on the under at 54, and now we're getting down to 52. Might be a little bit tough, um, but I, I would probably still play it at this number, to be honest with you. And just because of, you know, everything you hear out of Pitt, you know, Pickett's gone, Addison's gone, Mark Whipple's gone. You know, they they want to turn turn it back to the old Pitt Panthers. They want to run the ball, beat you at three yards in a cloud of dust. And, you know, in this matchup against West Virginia, yes, JT Daniels, a lot of turnover on offense. Is West Virginia going to be able to score on Pittsburgh? Not real sure in this matchup. So I think it just really comes down to, like, it's going to be a lower-scoring game. You know, now that you're getting the worst of the number at 52, I don't love it, but I would probably still side with the under in here. I don't think we're going to see a ton of points. I just don't know if both either of these offenses are really going to be in position to, uh, you know, put their best foot forward in week one uh, in this matchup. Allow me to pose this one to you guys because I know that over here at VEASAN, we've got Steve McEnany. He's got some of these great systems taking a look at some of these big, giant underdogs. And when you've got an underdog of 37.5 points or more, they have not been able to cover the spread in any of their games since the beginning of the 2013 season. This has actually gone through the number because this is a spot in which Minnesota, they wound up opening up right around about a 37.5 to a 38-point favorite. They've gone down to about a 36 to a 36.5-point favorite going up against a New Mexico State team that... They were able to play in week zero. It wasn't necessarily the world's worst effort, but they did not wind up getting the cover. Tom, how do you wind up taking a look at this? Because New Mexico State, they've got a game under their belt, but also now they have to deal with playing from Saturday, and now they wind up having to go out to Minnesota on Thursday, which not necessarily the easiest turnaround. Yeah, you know, I took the win total over New Mexico State, two and a half. I thought they would have a chance to steal that first game against Nevada. They did. They didn't get enough done on offense. But, you know, it looks like they're going to make a quarterback change there. Uh, So teams like that, sometimes it takes them a couple weeks to get going. 
you know, I do not like Minnesota as a huge favorite. I just don't. We've seen them struggle in this situation in the past. They lost to Bowling Green last year as a huge favorite. 38 points with the Gophers, I think, is too much. I think New Mexico State will be able to stay competitive for a little while in this game, and hopefully that carries over to cover the number. But I would not be laying close to 40 points with Minnesota. Yeah, I think that it winds up getting relatively tough to be able to lay this sort of a number. Mark, I don't know if you've got anything different on this, but I certainly do think that this is one of these circumstances where you've got a lot in play here because you've got a team that did wind up playing in week zero versus a team that did not and a big giant point spread. I don't know if you've got anything on this one, whether it be the side or perhaps even the total, because I mean, it's one of those things in which you correlate it. You've got a spread of 36 to 36 and a half. You've got a total of 53. They aren't thinking that New Mexico State's going to be able to get to 10. Yeah, and, you know, again, it's motivation when you're talking about these big favorites. And this is a huge number. Listen, you're not going to be around long if you're laying this type of number with Minnesota, you know, if you get in the habit of that. But they do have motivation. Bad blood between Fleck and Kill. We know that the kid Franks that stepped in for – Franks that stepped in last week for New Mexico State looked really great. It was a completely different offense. But – you know, Nevada, as bad as Nevada looked, New Mexico State still couldn't get it done. They still got in their own way um, in, in that matchup. So it's hard to back them at all here. Um, it, to me, it's a pass. No bet on either side. Just, uh, you know, not enough confidence that Minnesota can actually, you know, cover this type of number. And New Mexico State just really outmanned in this matchup. Yeah, you've got a Minnesota team that I don't think they're going to be terrible by any stretch of the imagination, but. 36 to 36 half point favorites. You've got to be a pretty good team to be able to cover this one. So, yeah, I'm in agreement with you on that. How about if we take a look at a team that they really were able to make some noise out there in the Big 12 last year? They're going to look to try to do so again. Central Michigan, they're going to be going on the road. They're going to Stillwater to face off against Oklahoma State. And we've seen this go through a pretty significant number. This wound up opening up Oklahoma State being a 19 point favorite. Now we're finding this number at 21 and a half at a lot of spots, seeing a stray minus 22 out there as well. When it comes down to it, Tom, do you think that this line move is justified? I do. I think Oklahoma State has a strong team again. The Big 12 to me is going to be an interesting conference. You know, I took a shot on Kansas State to win win the Big 12, but I, I think there's a lot of good teams there. I don't know if any of them are great, and sometimes that makes for an exciting conference. So I think there's going to be a lot of good games there. I think Oklahoma State's going to lay it to Central Michigan. Central Michigan's a team I looked at a lot this preseason. I kind of wanted to like them, but there's things there. I think they're going to have a lot of trouble up front blocking this Oklahoma State defense. I don't see them getting many more than 10 points. So as long as Oklahoma State doesn't turn the ball over, I think they cover this number, whether it's 19, 20, 21 and a half. And Mark, we've got about 45 seconds left. Did you have anything on either this game or just anything else that we're going to be seeing on this Thursday? Um, I, I don't have anything on on that game, but I do think it is interesting. Like, you know, the one thing Central Michigan can do is run the football. Oklahoma State did lose a lot of people in defense. Uh, you know, I think they only returned two starters. Knowles obviously went to Ohio State. So I think it, this is going to tell you a lot about Oklahoma State as a team and how they're going to be able to compete in what I think is a very volatile Big 12 this year. I think there's a lot of teams that can kind of step up and be competitive in that conference. So big, big game for Spencer Sanders. I think he's got 
got to show the leap. And if they're going to compete in the Big 12, they have to show it this weekend. But I'd have my concerns laying anything over 21 with Oklahoma State. I do agree with you there in Oklahoma State. A little bit more defense-oriented now. And, Tom, I know you're signing off. Really do appreciate all that you do at the Action Network and joining me tonight. And coming next, we're going to be rejoined by Mark. Take a look at a little UFC right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better. 
making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you are looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts that are designed to tackle sports betting from a local perspective. We've got CityCasts for Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you your podcast. And something new that we're doing over here at VSIN is pro tips. Every single hour, we wind up giving one out. And if you want a little bit more analysis like this, become a VSIN Pro subscriber. You get all access to everything that you that we wind up doing. You're able to sort these by show. You're able to sort these by sport. And one I've got for this hour, one I'm mentioning it at the top, the fact that you don't want to just be blindly betting a trend. You want to be taking a look at things on an individual basis. Take everything as its own living, breathing entity. I think that that is so important. And it is important to take a look at a little bit of everything. And we've got what is going to be some insane fights this fall. And Mark Drummeller does a great job over here at Yahoo Sports. I know that he is still on the line with me. And got to take a look at what we're going to be getting, both in terms of in France this weekend. But I want to pose this question to you first because... We've got UFC 279 that's going to be going down next weekend. And what I think is just so hilarious to take a look at in terms of the UFC is the money line that we're seeing in the main event fight with Nate Diaz finding himself a plus 1,000 underdog in this one. I don't know what you wind up making out of it, but I just really can't remember seeing a main event fight in which the line was this lopsided. Yeah, it really is fascinating when you look at it. In the fight in general, like Diaz... Obviously, a, a very entertaining fighter, but you know his his Achilles heel throughout his career has been when he's faced wrestlers. Chamayev, just such a big, dominating physical force in the welterweight division. So you know, matching those two up seems almost unfair. But uh, you know, I, I think it. It makes it tough to bet. You obviously don't want to bet in that kind of number with Chemaev, you know, the huge favorite. But, you know, a lot of things that a lot of times a lot of people don't realize is Nate Diaz has a tremendous submission game. Um, he really doesn't use it because he spends a lot of his time standing. And I think that's something to watch out for when, the you know, the submission props come out. You know, you're going to get a massive number on Diaz there. It might be worth a little bit of a splash. That's really the only way I would play this fight um, unless you want to do the round props and think Chemaev can put him away early. But Diaz is a tough guy to put away. So um, I think that that's really the only way to play the fight. It's unfortunate the odds are so wide, but it's going to be entertaining to say the least. Yeah, being someone that does quite a bit of baseball, when you wind up finding those chalky money line favorites, you just try to find any way humanly possible to be able to reduce the juice <laughs> if you don't like the underdog. And, well, it's going to be a challenge on that one. So how about if we take a look at a fight in which it's got a little bit more of a stable money line as Nathaniel Wood, he's going to be going up against Charles Jordian on Saturday. And right now we're finding Jordian right around about a minus 145-ish favorite. The round prop is right around a two and a half. Where do you take a look at on this one? Yeah, I like Jordan here. I mean, listen, he's coming off what I thought was a tremendous fight against Burgos. Um, it was a fight that I was on Burgos. He had me sweating. And it was really just his resiliency and his ability to kind of work through adversity. He had Burgos on his neck for entire rounds. And then he came out. And by the end of the fight, he was dictating the pace. And he was putting it on Burgos. And, you know, it really made it iffy. And I, I just think that that type of... Um, 
ability to kind of handle adversity in this type of fight against Wood, where it's going to be a firefight. These guys are going to be throwing bombs at each other. They're both high-volume strikers. Um, I think it's, he's going to be able to do more damage um, for the judges. So I like Jordan here. I think it's going to be a close matchup. It's going to be a very exciting fight. But um, I laid the minus 140 with Jordan. I think he comes out victorious. Yeah, a little bit of a money line there, but certainly one that when you wind up getting into the UFC, being able to find something like a minus 140, minus 150 money line, that's pretty tame. So I do agree with you there. And when it comes to this fight, I know that you're taking a look at this one in a couple different ways as Marvin Vittori going up against Robert Whitaker. Whitaker finding himself right around minus 210 or so favor. We've seen this come down actually a little bit. It was right around about a minus 230, minus 235. But I know that you're taking a look at this fight and you've got actually two bets on this. Yeah, I like the dog here. So I played Vittorio on the money line, and then I played him on the decision prop, right? A little bit, you know, quarter unit on the decision prop. Make sure that we cover that. But the uh, – because I think that, you know, you're I got plus 375. You're getting great odds, and I think that is his win condition. Like, he, he's got to get this to a decision. I think he's got to use his physicality to kind of lean on Whitaker. It's going to be like cat and mouse. Whitaker's going to be moving, and Vittorio's going to want to come forward and kind of muck this up. A lot of dirty boxing. He's going to want to fight in the phone booth. That's really his path to victory here and I think he could do it like Whitaker MMA is hard in the sense that like is these fighters age you know it's when is when it's that split second of explosiveness going to drop off that's going to allow somebody like Vittori to close the distance so I think we might see that out of Whitaker listen Last like, 12 fights, you know, Israel Adesanya has been the only person to beat Whitaker. So we're taking a little bit of a stab here with an underdog. Have a ton of respect for Whitaker. But I think that this could be an ugly fight. We get it to the judges. I think we can get our hand raised and cash in on a nice uh, money line here. And I do think that it is interesting that you wound up going with the by decision here. Because if you take a look at the round prop, it's a two and a half. Because obviously this is a three round fight with the over being at between minus 270 and minus 280. So clearly bookmakers do not think that this is going to be ended without it going to the judge's scorecard. And how much do you wind up doing it to where you wind up getting a little bit of a sweetener where instead of just taking like the plus 180, plus 185, you instead wind up going by decision because obviously it's quite correlated because bookmakers, they're also thinking that this one is going to be going to the judge's scorecards. Yeah, and, and listen, there's volatility with the scorecards, right? So so that's kind of the thing. That's your chance to get to an underdog. If you get an underdog, you can get it to the judges. It's going to depend on how they gauge the fight. And, and in this type of matchup, like I said, it's this, there's it's two different styles. Whitaker's going to be moving. He's going to be using his leg kicks. He's going to be circling, trying to get in and out of the pocket. Victoria's going to be coming forward, taking shots on the chin, looking to kind of get him in the clinch, hit him with knees, and, and make it an ugly fight. And I think um, that that may bode well for the judges if he's able to control a guy like Whitaker. So um, it's going to depend. I think we're going to know early how this fight's going to play out, but I'm going to take my shot here with Vittori. And let's take a look at what is going to be the main fight for this one. That would be Tua Tua Vasa and going up against Sorel Gane. Gane, a big giant favorite here. We were talking about Nate Diaz and how he's going to be plus a 1,000 underdog. This one isn't quite that, but right now with Gane, finding him right around a minus 600 favorite. Are you taking a look at this one? Because I know that you're going to be steering away from the big giant minus $6, minus $6 number, but at the same time, not necessarily calling your name on like the plus $4, plus 450 that we're seeing on the underdog, depending upon where you look. 
Yeah, we definitely don't want to lay minus 600 in a heavyweight fight where no. these guys can put their lights out <laughs> with one swing, right? So we, we have to find a different way to attack it. And Tui Voss is so much fun, right? You know, he's, his last five wins have been by knockouts. He does the shoey after the fight for the celebration. He's drinking beer out of his mm-hmm. shoes. The crowd's going crazy. So it's a lot of fun betting Tui Voss. And now you're getting this huge number, very tempting. But I don't think he can he can get inside on Gagne. Gagne is so... A technical, you know, he has a Muay Thai background, you know, he's very polished, refined striker here. And I think he's going to be able to keep Tuivasa on the outside. And that's why I took the over two and a half rounds. So if the fight goes the way we think it will, or the way Gan needs it to, in order to get the victory, it's going to get into round three. So we take the over two and a half. We get that. It like, I got it at a minus 120, which is much more reasonable odds, obviously the minus 500. And we're betting that the fight goes the way that Gon needs it to go, right? And I think that, you know, he knows how dangerous Tui Vasa is, so he's not going to want to sit in the pocket and trade punches with him, but he has the athleticism. He's He has the, the striking to where he can kind of stay on the outside and I think clean up on Tui Vasa for, you know, definitely a few rounds. Could he put him away at the end? Possibly. So that's why we didn't want to do the finish the fight or the decision, but I like the over two and a half rounds. And Mark, we've got about 90 seconds left. We've got a relatively solid card here out there in France for Saturday. Anything else that you're taking a look at? Yeah, I like Michael Figlak, minus 200. So, you know, listen, it's it's a money line price, but like in MMA, it's a cumulative effort, right? You know, you take what the market gives you, you move on, you accumulate your profit. Um, listen, he's a prospect uh, fighting Quinones, and I think the, the – uh, difference here or fighting Zion, I apologize, but the, the difference here is, is he just has multiple ways to win this fight. I think he can stand and bang with Zion, but you saw Zion in his fight against McKinney and in previous fights against that has a tendency to get controlled and Figlak has the ability, if things aren't going good on the feet, to kind of get him to the ground and, and make this his fight. So he's minus 200 here. I, I like him to win the fight. I think he has the better skill set, the more well-rounded skill set, and the more past the victory here. So I think he gets the job done. A lot of hype, had a lot of success in Cage Warriors. I think you know his type of skill set translates to the UFC against a one-dimensional fighter like Zion. And I always think when laying numbers like these, Sometimes they are the best bets as well because so many people, they get scared away when they're laying north of minus $2 or something like that. But you think there's like a 75 plus percent chance that he winds up winning this fight and you're getting minus 200 return on investment. That's actually very, very good value. So I do like that from you, Mark. And Mark, you join me for a little college football. You join me to talk a little UFC here. Really do appreciate you do great work over there at Yahoo Sports and hope to have you back on. Thank you so much for, for joining me tonight. Definitely. Thanks for having me. Mark does absolutely amazing work. Follow him on Twitter at X Drumheller or X underscore Drumheller. And coming up next, we're going to the Diamond right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. Check out the VSIN store for the latest and greatest in sports betting fashion. We have more than 40 shirt designs, including our most popular one. Cash and tickets is what it's all about. You'll find VEASAN shirts and hats for any occasion. And they're all made to order, so you can all made to order, so you can all made to order, so you can all made to order. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals, Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.